Hey, I'm Christopher Schiefling. Thank you so much for joining me for Auscultation, a podcast in search of a humanities-based practice of healthcare. Today, we're listening to the poem On Pain by Khalil Gibran, a Lebanese-American poet and visual artist who wrote in both Arabic and English. On Pain is part of what is largely considered his masterpiece, The Prophet, which is a collection of poems and drawings all held together by the story arc of a prophet answering questions from the people of a seaside village. On Pain by Khalil Gibran And a woman spoke, saying, Tell us of pain. And he said, Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. Even as the stone of the fruit must break, that its heart may stand in the sun, so must you know pain. And could you keep your heart in wonder at the daily miracles of your life, your pain would not seem less wondrous than your joy, and you would accept the seasons of your heart even as you have always accepted the seasons that pass over your fields, and you would watch with serenity through the winters of your grief. Much of your pain is self-chosen. It is the bitter potion by which the physician within you heals your sick self. Therefore trust the physician and drink his remedy in silence and tranquility, for his hand, though heavy and hard, is guided by the tender hand of the unseen, and the cup he brings, though it burn your lips, has been fashioned of the clay which the potter has moistened with his own sacred tears. Some Thoughts on Total Pain Cecily Saunders, the mother of the modern hospice movement, developed the concept of total pain. Based on her experience comforting patients at the end of life, she recognized that pain often goes beyond physical suffering and can include emotional, social, and or spiritual distress. In this poem, the prominent use of metaphor allows pain to hold each of these elements. My first reading of the line, your pain is the breaking of the shell, made me think of eggshells and the physical pain of childbirth. Upon further consideration, though, I remembered how shells are also the homes for snails and turtles, which conveys the social pain of homelessness in all senses of the word. Similarly, I initially saw physical pain in the breaking of the seed, but certainly there is a case for spiritual suffering as well in the stone heart that seems to yearn for the sun. Finally, the lines, the seasons of your heart and the winters of your grief, clearly portray emotional distress. However, the comparison to the seasons that pass over your fields 
also invites the suffering related to one's land and livelihood. Some thoughts on the meaning of pain. The psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl, writes that man is not destroyed by suffering. He is destroyed by suffering without meaning. To this end, the prophet offers potential meanings for pain. First, pain is a path towards deeper understanding and growth. Or as he says, your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. This is similar to Mina Loy's depiction of pain in her poem about childbirth, Parturition, discussed in our first podcast. Loy describes a climax in sensibility when pain, surpassing itself, becomes exotic, which leads to, and I quote, lascivious revelation. The connection between these views of the expansive nature of pain is even more noteworthy given Gibran's imagery of a breaking egg and seed, which calls to mind labor and delivery. Next, we see pain as a daily miracle, as an opportunity for wonder and awe, in other words, as a window to the divine. Discomfort has long served as a bridge to the sacred, from fasting to self-flagellation to martyrdom. And in some sense, the poem's challenge to keep your heart in wonder at the daily miracles resembles the intent of mindfulness to open oneself to experience the here and now without passing judgment. Akin to breathing exercises and walking meditation, Gibran seems to propose a practice of pain mindfulness. This advice for a non-judgmental awareness of pain is highlighted through the seasons metaphor. Even as you have always accepted the seasons that pass over your fields, you would watch with serenity through the winters of your grief. Finally, in the last stanza, pain becomes a potential source of healing. As the prophet says, it is the bitter potion by which the physician within you heals your sick self. This can be a challenging assertion for modern medicine, where healing is often synonymous with pain relief. How, then, can pain heal? Keeping in mind the complexities of total pain can provide perspective on this conundrum. In palliative care, identifying the sources of social, emotional, and spiritual pain help figure out what important work remains and should therefore be prioritized with the time that patients have left. Whether that is asking for forgiveness, going to the horse races one last time, or holding space for the deepest fears. By bringing this essential work to light, pain really can be the bitter potion. However, the prophet seems to acknowledge that finding such insight from pain is not common practice, and he seems to offer a path forward when he goes on to say, Therefore, trust the physician and drink his remedy in silence and tranquility. Now, some may argue that this is just a fancy way of minimizing and ignoring suffering, which is especially problematic 
coming from the male authority of the prophet to the unnamed woman who asked the question. However, I believe there is more nuance to this line. He doesn't simply say, suffer in silence. He says, silence and tranquility. And for me, the added bit of tranquility is where the magic must happen. This calls me back to the last line of the first stanza. You would watch with serenity through the winters of your grief. One way to heal the sick self, then, could be through this mindful observation of pain. This episode is brought to you by Gratitude. Research has shown that gratitude can improve happiness, work performance, and even exercise rates. It is quick, easy, and can have long-lasting effects. So what are you waiting for? Gratitude. Don't just be great. Be grateful. Some thoughts on spirituality. The last two lines give a glimpse into a curious spirituality. The prophet names a divinity figure as both the unseen and the potter that guides the healing of the sick self. Then the poem leaves us wondering about the mysterious image of a ceramic cup that is formed with his own sacred tears. The link of the spirituality with the physician may elicit some discomfort for many healthcare professionals. In part due to the rise of scientific and technological advances, modern medicine has strayed far from its deeply rooted affinity with spirituality. The current separation of church and healthcare is ingrained through the so-called hidden curriculum of medical training. The hidden curriculum lies not in the official goals and objectives of medical school, but in what students learn informally from the attitudes and behaviors of their upper-level teachers. As a first-year medical student, as required by the ACGME, my history and physical seminar stressed the importance of asking patients if they had religious or spiritual beliefs and or communities. However, in the years that followed, on the busy days in clinic and hectic nights in the hospital, I learned that everyone asked about patients' creatinine or their kidney function, but no one ever asked me about their spirituality. Bedside rounds taught me that if patients brought up their faith, I should redirect the conversation as soon as possible back to the comfort of medical facts. And if there was even the slightest mention of a miracle, I should hide behind the chaplain. My palliative care training brought me back to facing patients' faith. But unlike my first year seminar, the palliative care service taught me how to explore spirituality and how it actually impacts patients' care. I now look forward to when patients and families trust me with their hope for a miracle because it is a door to a much deeper understanding of what really matters to them. The key for almost all of these doors is the simple follow-up question, what does a miracle look like for you? More often than not, these miracles are actually down to earth. I would see my granddaughter when she's born. He will be able to get coffee with his friends again. She will be peaceful. 
We usually don't need a divine finger to work these miracles. We just need to ask. Even if the miracle is the complete cure of an aggressive and refractory metastatic cancer or not something you doctors would understand, this shows us how patients and families are struggling with illness. It is a sign of a strong undercurrent of emotion that will sweep everything else away until it is recognized and acknowledged. One way to begin this work is the response. I can only imagine how scary it is to be in a place where you're hoping for a miracle. Dr. Pucholsky argues that healthcare is inherently spiritual. One definition of spirituality that has been helpful for me is that spirituality is the way people feel and foster a connection to the world, whether that is with their community, nature, divinity, or something more elusive. With this understanding of spirituality, it is easier to see how illness inevitably impacts spirituality and vice versa. So it makes sense that most patients wish their clinicians would discuss their spiritual outlooks when they have serious illness. Unfortunately, only 1 in 10 clinicians discuss patient spirituality. A question then for healthcare is how can we bring the ACGME objectives for spirituality into the hidden curriculum? On Pain by Khalil Gibran And a woman spoke, saying, Tell us of pain. And he said, Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding, even as the stone of the fruit must break, that its heart may stand in the sun. So must you know pain. And could you keep your heart in wonder at the daily miracles of your life, your pain would not seem less wondrous than your joy, and you would accept the seasons of your heart even as you have always accepted the seasons that pass over your fields, and you would watch with serenity through the winters of your grief. Much of your pain is self-chosen. It is the bitter potion by which the physician within you heals your sick self. Therefore trust the physician and drink his remedy in silence and tranquility. For his hand, though heavy and hard, is guided by the tender hand of the unseen. And the cup he brings, though it burn your lips, has been fashioned of the clay which the potter has moistened with his own sacred tears. On Pain by Khalil Gibran was published in his book, The Prophet, in 1923 and is now part of public domain. You can find show notes for this episode at anauscultation.wordpress.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, follow, or share to help others find out about us too. Until next month, be kind and live the questions.